Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Before we get started in this episode, I wanted to share a resource with you that I wish I knew about a long time ago, one that makes it easy to start a side business to generate more income so you stress less about your money, you're able to pay your student loans without worry, and you're able to afford those online shopping sprees. I see you. No judgment here. I am with you. And what's so great is that as social workers, we have so many powerful skill sets that other people want and need to learn from us. This is such an impactful way to continue making massive change in the world without spending a lot of extra time on this. So I personally use Kajabi to create my online course and I absolutely love it. And right now they're giving away free trials. So click the link in the show notes to get started on your side biz now. And with that, let's get into this episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. And this is actually a special episode because it is the season finale of Social Workers Rise in 2020. And oh my gosh, it has been such a year. I don't know if you know this or not, but I started in January of 2020. My first episode was in January. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I just heard people recording on Anchor for free. And I was like, let me do it because I have a lot to say. And I am so incredibly grateful that I took that leap of faith, that I started it, that I was consistent because this has led me to so many amazing conversations and connections with other professionals in the field and conversations that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So if you are listening to this right now, if you can hear the sound of my voice and you are thinking of doing something new, taking a leap of faith, making a change in 2021, I'm here to tell you, go for it, my friend. Go for it. Because you're not going to know if you like it or if you're good at it unless you actually try it. You can read about swimming all day. You can read about riding a bicycle. You can listen to webinars about it. But unless you actually go and do it, you're never going to really learn how to do it. So if that is you, this is me giving you that permission, telling you, you go for it. You do your best. You show up. You dedicate yourself. Go for it. You got this. So... With that said, this week we are 
talking to Harleni Vasquez of Your Evolved Mind, and she is amazing. She is one of my favorite social workers on Instagram, and we connected earlier this year too. So I was on this journey. I was like, hey, I got this podcast going. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to show up. I'm here to make an impact in the social work world, and I'm here to really help new social workers. Whatever that looks like, I am here for you. And I saw her, she's doing, you know, the same thing. And she's really killing it on LinkedIn, which is not one of my strong points. I get the importance. I'm just, I have a lot to learn. And I'm so grateful for this episode because I did learn a lot. I was inspired to upgrade my own LinkedIn profile. So I'm so immensely grateful for her and her time here I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Also, I wanted to let you know, if you are feeling super stressed out from this year, from work, from working too much, from being too stressed out at work, I am here to help you because I was there too. I was there and it was, oh my gosh, it was terrible. It was really bad. I was so irritable. I was always stressed out. I was always feeling like I'm just, I just cannot do enough or be enough. And I was starting to even question if I was cut out to be a social worker in the first place, which when I say that out loud, it makes me really sad to think that, that I was in that place. And it makes me sad to think that you, you may be in that place. So if you are, I have taken my personal experience and I've done a whole boatload of research and I've created this Rise Up coaching program. It's an eight-week program that is going to really take you from stressed out to creating balance. And balance is really what I found to be the key in helping me manage all of these things going on, all of these, all of the stresses at work, all of the emotional energy that goes into being a social worker. I found that having that balance, not just with work and life, because there's, there's so much more to us than work and life, right? There is, of course, our career, but there is our higher purpose. There is our spirituality. There is our mental health. There's our relationships and our money, All of these things are going to be impacting us and the quality of life that we're living. So I've taken all of this and put it into one eight-week group coaching program, which is going to be so immensely powerful. I am so excited for this. If you are feeling like this, if this is resonating with you, then definitely reach out to me. Reach out via, via Instagram. You can message me. You can go on the link in my Instagram profile. The link is in the show notes anywhere. Rise Up Coaching Program. We start in January. We will be doing another round in the spring. So there is space for you. Definitely reach out. And with that, that's all I have to say for that. I will jump right into this episode. Hey, Harleni, thank you so much for joining me on Social Workers Rise. Welcome. Hey, Catherine, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited 
to be back on your show on your show <laughs> and i'm so excited i know we have lots and lots to talk about yes you are a busy woman <laughs> in high demand so i'm very grateful <laughs> i'm grateful we're able to make this time to just sit down and hang out for a little bit oh my god i don't even know how i do it <laughs> I don't know either. I'm very curious, actually. <laughs> we'll talk about it today. You can pick up my brain. I'll, I'll, I'll spit out all the details. <laughs> oh, yes. I would love that. So, so yes, I definitely want to do that. We, I already asked you the intro question, like, what do you do? What brought you to social work? All of that good stuff in our last episode that was released. Oh, my gosh. July. I, yeah, I was like, whoa, a long time ago. Yeah, so you you gave us a really, really good breakdown on imposter syndrome on that episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, you guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, it was fire. So definitely go back, find it, listen to it. Yes, I talk about all about calling out your um, imposter syndrome, naming it. You definitely need to check that out ASAP. <laughs> yes, yes, we're calling her out. She is not welcome here. <laughs> See you later, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been like so busy everywhere. You are on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and you're working full time. Most importantly, you're working full time as a as a social worker and you're doing coaching for social workers. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that is a lot. Um, first. I'm kind of wondering for my own like self is how do you find balance in all of these things? Okay. So, um, and okay. So how, where do I even start? So I'm currently a, well, technically still a social worker, but social work supervisor. I still find myself still being that social work role because sometimes I have to cover cases. So I feel like with balance, so on the weekends, I really, really be mindful of my time. So in the weekends, I do disconnect in the sense of like, I'm not doing no coaching calls. I'm not doing no collaborations. I do try to post on LinkedIn just to continue that consistency. But I really just post in the morning and then forget about it, right? But I really on the weekends, like, is my non-negotiable, right? And with everything going on, and it takes time, I really learn how to protect my energy in regards to the conversations that I'm having on a daily basis. In the sense that, like, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I do love talking to people. But sometimes, you know, in the past, I found that, you know, hours go by and I'm here, you know, having a conversation that is not really helping me get anywhere, right, in regards to my goals. So I think I'm just like, what I'm trying to say is I've learned to be very, very strict with my time and I plan out everything, right? To the point I use Google Calendar, I use Asana, which people don't know that it's kind of like the, I think they have another website called Mondays. It's like a productivity, um, you know, tool. And basically you're able to, you know, really uh, track your projects and your time. I do batch my content in advance just because like, it's just there's no way I'm going to come up with things on the spot. Um, but I feel like sometimes when you're able to have systems in place, everything else will flow, right? Like I am a, a one, um, how do you say, one team gal. <laughs> but mm-hmm. basically, it's like, again, really like managing like my time, right? Like I only coach on certain days. I only do collaborations on certain days. And then, like I said, the weekends, I don't do anything. I just 
really relaxed and I really protect my mornings as well, like prior to work. Um, you know, technically check in into the nine to five because I'm still working from remotely. But really, like my mornings are sacred. Like I want it to be for me. So I chill, watch some Netflix and just, you know, have a little me time. So I think hopefully that answers your question in a nutshell. Um, just really protecting my energy and just kind of seeing where, you know, my energy best aligns throughout the week and how I feel like most productive. Like if, if sometimes I forget that, especially, you know, within my nine to five, I have no control what happens. I have no control. There's a, a crisis and stuff. I have no control. But within my business, I have all the control as possible. So if I'm not able to do something, I reschedule. If I don't want to show up to a call or a live or whatever, I reschedule. Like, if I don't feel it, I'm just not going to force it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. It does. And I feel like you gave us a little behind the scenes glimpse of, of like, what are you doing on the weekends? And where are you? <laughs> yeah, sometimes people, people be thinking, like, do you take a break? And I'm like, of course. Don't, hello, like the weekends, don't you be seeing like people that follow me and connect with me? Like, no, I'm not here like working and planning content on the weekend. No, like I don't even turn on my computer. Like, I really don't. Like, I just, you know, of course I'll be on my phone, but like, I really do like wind down the weekends. I really do, especially like Fridays afternoon. Like, I try and mm-hmm. I don't really schedule anything. People be like, Fridays, I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, just really, like, honing in with your time. You know, there's only so much you can do. Yep, same with me. I feel like Friday evenings are like, no, I am zoning out. My brain is tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not thinking. I am not talking to anybody. I'm just being my little introverted self on the couch with, like, I don't know. Ice cream like, and Netflix. Yeah. A lot of a lot of hot wings and pizza to be honest. Oh my god, you're making me hungry. It's dinner time over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah. So so that's good to know. That's great. I love that. <laughs> so with you talking to like so many social workers all the time, what have you noticed is really the struggles of social workers right now? Like we're in at the end of 2020, going into 2021. Like, what do you see as the struggles? Okay, that's a really good question. And I get asked that a lot. I feel like the main struggles, regardless if you're a brand new social work graduate or even a seasoned social work, I've seen the main thing in regards to really feeling lost within their job search process and not knowing like their career goals or just kind of, you know, just burned out and not knowing exactly where to go next and not really feeling confident enough to kind of figure that out. I feel like sometimes social workers feel that there's, they like, they must be in there, right? Because they're, they're like, oh, but I got my, you know, the clinical concentration, so I have to do therapy and this. And I feel like that's a huge, huge thing. Like, no, like if you went towards the clinical route and you're like, nope, I don't want to do this and you want to go more macro, then go for it. Like, I can't stress that enough that, you know, your social work degree is literally what you make it, what you want it to be, not quote unquote what school tells you to do. I mean, hey, we can definitely have another conversation about, you know, the curriculum within like the social work school, but there's a huge, huge disconnect. And I feel like, you know, um, social work school does definitely does not prepare you for the job market itself, right? With interviewing tips and marketing and just really having like an overall job search strategy, right? Because people think like, oh, I have an MSW, it should be easy to find a job. Like, no, like there's so many things that goes behind the scenes. And I feel like 
especially the new social workers. I hear this all the time. I'm so lost. I don't know what to do. And the thing is, when you're in school, you have that counselor or whoever in your pocket really, you know, kind of like keeping track, like how many credits you have left or whatever. But then once you graduate, I feel like there needs to be more enforcement within like alumni engagement um, around like the workforce, right? Because it's the biggest problem is like really not understanding like, okay, what do I do next? Or how can I really hone in on like what I want to do, right? And of course, sometimes you may not know exactly what you want to do unless you put yourself out there. But the, like I said, the biggest thing is just not knowing where to go next and not knowing how to, you know, find the job um, that really fits for them and not really like kind of having trouble. Um, oh my God, I can't even talk. <laughs> having trouble with like not be like, like trying their best not to put themselves in a box. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's true because in... In my program, at least, and this was a while ago, like, I'll age myself, but, you know, I graduated with my MSW in 2015, and it was very, like, okay, here are your clinical skills. Yeah, there's some macro skills that, like, you might use sometimes, but for the most part, here's your clinical, go get your license, ready, set, go. Literally. And they, like, literally, they push like I feel like there needs and, to be more people the, in there to start talking about their experience and things like that. Yes, yes, that's why I'm so grateful for people like you who are in this space with me, just trying to help those new social workers and bridge that gap from the university support into you know when we start to feel confident and secure in our in our skill sets in the value that we bring to the workforce, you know, there is still that gap that's missing. So I'm so grateful for people like you who are, you know, here and and helping social workers out. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. No. And I feel like obviously one of my goals that I really like, I well, which can, who knows how long this will take, but I really want to create a curriculum to present in universities, you know, all over social work schools on like social work and the workforce to really start like really building the foundation within school. So we can bridge that gap, right? Again, this is a long-term goal, but it just is so needed. Like, I feel like I, I know just like me and just like you're, you know, both of us, we have, you know, spoken at, you know, different social work schools. And I'm pretty sure, you know, you kind of got, got the same questions as me. Like, they were all around like, okay, so when should I start looking for a job? How should I network? You know, how do I really hone in on what type of area of social work to do? Like, all, all of those were the same questions regardless of what stage they were in school, whether they were just starting out, whether they were like a few months away from graduating, you know? Yeah. And even people yeah. that graduated, they still have those same questions. So I feel like there yes, has to be yeah. like some sort of disconnect there. It's like, it's not okay. Definitely. Definitely. So your, your specialty and your jam is LinkedIn. Woo! And... <laughs> I feel like for me, like I, I know about LinkedIn, I have a profile and I've answered the questions, but I don't really know what to do on LinkedIn or where to start or, or even like why I need to be on LinkedIn. Like, is it really, is it really helpful? Absolutely. Listen, even if you're as a business owner, even as a job seeker or just not like, let's say you're currently happy with your job. 
you need to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn really leads to opportunities. Again, even if you're not seeking for a job, even if you don't have your business, it's just a totally different environment. There's just so much value that goes on. Not saying that Instagram doesn't have value. It's just the like the vibe is totally different. You're able to build that personal brand on LinkedIn and really show up, you know, around other thought leaders, right? Regardless, again, whether you're a job seeker or not. And like LinkedIn is just like, I love LinkedIn. Like I obviously, but like what I'm trying to say is that it, it seems harder than what it really is, but it's not, right? Like I was just saying this the other day that, you know, for all you fellow job seekers out there or just fellow social workers who want to really like build your network with other social workers, LinkedIn is a place to do it, right? I feel like with like social work and Instagram, some people can be like more reserved, not saying like, you know, social work entrepreneurship. I'm talking about like actual social workers, right? Who have their own profiles. Mm -hmm. It's all personal profiles, right? I know I follow a couple of social workers that their stuff is private, which it should absolutely be. But I'm just saying you're not going to be able to have, like, that level of rapport, um, like, on Instagram like you would on LinkedIn, right? So to make it short and sweet, right? So when you first create a LinkedIn profile, it does everything for you in the sense it create, automatically creates your headline. It automatically creates your about me section. And people think, like, oh, okay, I have my LinkedIn profile created. No, you have to take it one step further, right? When someone looks at your profile, they need to know, who is this person? What are their current skills and interests? What they have to offer and what are they looking for, right? And I know like it sounds like a lot, but again, the ideal that if you're able to make it very targeted, right? Recruiters are going to be able to find you or again, or even let's say, um, I was talking also talking about this the other day about informational interviews, right? I'm going to give you an example. Let's say I am a fellow social worker working. I mean, I'm going to use you and I, for example. Let's say, that, you know, I am currently a macro social worker and I really wanted to talk to a, so, a medical social worker just to really hone in on their experience to see if they could share any insight. And if you're on LinkedIn, I see that you have like medical social worker and all those things. I'm going to reach out to you and I'm going to say, hey, Catherine, I know you have this amount of years of experience being a medical social worker. I'm looking to transition from macro to clinical. Would it be possible for us to chat, you know, just just to learn more about your experience. That is the networking piece that you're not going to get on Instagram. Because again, social workers, it's not like you're, you're saying your title, again, for those personal social workers, not social work entrepreneurship. But what I'm trying to say is that's how you're going to take your LinkedIn and build that personal brand regardless of what stage you are and really build in that solid connection. I know I said a lot because I could be here all day talking about LinkedIn, but... <laughs> yeah. I love it. I was I was over here taking notes. <laughs> um, I, I I guess my you know one of the questions that we had is you know about your personal brand. So this is not taught in social worker school. So what 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 is that? Can you just tell us if for someone who's listening and you're like I don't know what my personal brand is. I'm just Catherine. I just I just have my MSW. I just social work. Like, where do you even start? What do you do? Okay. So your personal brand is basically your personality. What makes you, you like personal branding in the sense of people who are starting to recognize me, whether on Instagram as your evolved mind or whether on LinkedIn by my name is okay. Harleni or your evolved mind comes to mind. They think of someone 
who's outgoing, who's a B, who's always sharing like valuable content, who's always trying to make an impact. That is our personal branding, right? Of course, within this entrepreneurship world. But as a fellow job seeker, you can still build your personal brand through engaging with others, to really sharing value. Remember, everyone has something to offer. Personal branding is really going down to those characteristics that makes you you. Right, not saying you have to be an extrovert or anything like that. For those introverts, it's just like you know, when when someone thinks I'm gonna give you to use you for example, like if someone really thinks like, oh, Catherine from Social Workers Rise, you know what's gonna pop up, right? Based on of the stuff that you have put out so far, basically like your interactions with others or what you post. Again, I'm saying it more in the context of like entrepreneurship, but as a fellow job seekers, and this is what I teach my clients. You building that personal brand through your profile, right? Really sharing some interest. Not saying that you're going to, um, you know, tell your whole life story. But let's say you're very passionate about, let's say, you know, medical social worker or really bridging the gap within higher ed. I'm just giving an example as a job seeker. Then you need to kind of have that those essential skills in your profile. Connect with thought leaders in that industry and make yourself known. So let me know if that was helpful. Yeah, it is. And I'm thinking of of people who are new to the field. Maybe they're in their internship right now or they just graduated in 2020. So it sounds like if they're interact so like concrete ways to actually sort of start your personal brand is interacting with other people who are doing the same things that you enjoy, that you like to do, commenting, maybe sharing, sharing some articles, sharing some posts. Is that, is that a good place Absolutely. to start? Absolutely. And again, as a new, like um, recent social worker, I know all of that can sound overwhelming, like posting and engaging. So what I really say is just, you know, basically building that LinkedIn profile and really figure out your interests. Right, really see like okay, what what type of audience do I want to be known for? Right, in the sense of like my current following, right? Like who am I following? Right, let's say it's Oprah or something, right? So really honing in on the type of people that you're connected with, that's really building your personal brand or asking for recommendations, right? Or just reaching out to, you know, those fellow social workers that you're interested in. That is all goes into personal branding. Right? Personal branding again, really going into like, you know. Again, what makes you you in the sense of like, what are your current interests? Are you interested in medical? Are you interested in um, just, again, higher ed or anything like that, right? It's really about that authenticity, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like all of this can be started even when you're interning as as a social worker and, you know, like, oh, I'm, I really loved my internship that we learned this, this, this article talks about you know, my population. Um, so it sounds like you could even do this as an intern. Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's really goes down to how you present yourself. What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for in your internship? That like you were that person that was, uh, you know, always advocating for those, you know, uh, special needs or clients or anything like that. Like really just, if you're in your internship right now, you have to remember, okay, when I leave out of this internship, what I want to be known for when my name comes to mind. Right. Like, oh, Harlene was that person that, you know, no matter what, she never said no to going beyond or, you know, she never um, said like she never 
you know, struggled. I don't know. I'm kind of giving an overall view. But if you want to think about it in that aspect of like, okay, or my last employer, if I can ask them, you know, Harlani in three words, what would they say? That all goes into your personal branding. What makes you you. Okay. Your strengths and your passions. What? Okay. Um, should we be niche or general? Mm. I mean, it, it really goes into what makes you you going back. Like, you don't have to be niche. You don't have, you can be very generalized, right? There, it really goes, like, there's so many areas that you can do. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's very helpful. The other problem that I run into is what to post because I'm like, well, do I share my personal thoughts or do I post my accomplishments? But then is that coming off as bragging? So do you have any advice there? On so what to first, post? no, it does not come up as bragging. I feel like especially, you know, us women of color, we feel that sharing our accomplishments are bragging. But it's absolutely not. We have to feel empowered within to share whether you got your license or, you know, whether you had a great day. Like definitely you, LinkedIn has changed so much and LinkedIn loves celebrations. I said I posted the other day about you know, two of my clients, one of them had landed a fellowship and the other one got her role as a medical social worker and my my feed was blowing up, <laughs> right? Like LinkedIn really loves you celebrating your accomplishments, whether it's, you know, and as a fellow job seeker, you can post again and you got your licensure, that you got certain credentials or that, you know, you got a new pet. I mean, whatever it is, LinkedIn, it goes to another level. LinkedIn loves storytelling. So don't feel that you have to create like this crazy content and articles that you can start a small start by sharing your favorite quote start by sharing you know your, your favorite book like whatever it is like it's again building that personal branding and really showing what makes you you at that level you know what I mean yeah yeah okay that makes a lot a lot of sense so I can you can okay. share about your daughter so, yeah. and if you, I like if you feel that you want to put it on LinkedIn but what I'm trying to say is people post their their kids their pets um you know their partners like it's that personalized literally you know (laughs) so for people who want yeah that makes sense so for people who have the basics down like okay I'm doing all these things already how what does the algorithm do like (laughs) like what what does it really love what what should we be focusing more on should we be sharing posts. I heard celebration. So maybe posting things that, that would encourage celebration. Do you have any like, so the algorithm is always changing just like Instagram. So I don't focus so much on like an algorithm, but always want to test out what works for your audience, right? If you post it, like, let's say you just graduated and got your degree and it blew up, which it always does. Again, celebrations really do good, right? Or let's say you wanted to do like a video on sharing like three tips on self care, right? And you, it, I feel like within LinkedIn, you always have to ask, like, what is your goal? Again, whether as a job seeker or just entrepreneur, like, what is your goal? Do you want to be on LinkedIn to get visibility? Do you want to get on LinkedIn to get clients? Or do you want to be on LinkedIn to just network, right? So you have to really ask yourself, what I want to be known in LinkedIn, right? Because if your goal example is to get clients, 
and you wouldn't focus so much on like trying to get views and all those stuff, right? You want to focus on like what is going to bring me in clients, right? If you want to um, network, then you will focus on researching and, and connecting with people. And of course, if you want to um, increase your visibility, then you're going to notice, okay, what post is doing better, right? And kind of like tracking the analytics. Um, there is, uh, it's called Shield. You have to pay for it though, but Shield is like right now the only one that can track LinkedIn analytics like Instagram does, right? Can tell you how many people like, you know, what is the best performing post. Um, you can do that through, it's called Shield, S-H-I-E-L-D. <laughs> um, so that's like another, you know, behind the scenes with LinkedIn. Um, they're not through LinkedIn, but that's the only one yeah. that you can do it, like to view it. So, you know, definitely start off small and, you know, don't overwhelm yourself and feel like, oh my God, but I don't know what to post, right? But engage, engaging is a right. core. At least like engage like 20 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes a day with people. Uh, people that you don't even know. Like, it doesn't have to be people that you know. And it doesn't have to be only social workers. The goal is that the more people you engage, the more eyeballs can be on your profile. And with that can lead to opportunities. Ah, there's a little Bam! I told you I was going to be spending out some value tips. I hope yes. everybody has kind of paid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm thinking of the things that I've seen go viral on LinkedIn. A lot of it is a good picture, like a nice, clear, eye-catching picture, and videos. I hardly see videos, and videos are so powerful. I even integrated this into my talk that I did at the NASW State Conference, NASW California State Conference, that videos is such an effective way to build relationships. People don't use it enough. And if you just have a video and, and, you know, think about it, right? If we're posting a celebration post because our goal is to, is to um, get a job. So say you get your phone out and you make a video and say, I am so excited. Look what I got. I got my LCSW paper that I passed my licensing exam. This is amazing medical social work. Here I come. <laughs> and recruiters are going to see that. Your connections are going to see that. People are going to be so much more engaged. And it's so much more powerful than if yes, you type that out. Absolutely. Um, no, for sure. Like that celebration and all those things, it really does come like a long way. And I feel like it, that's what I'm saying goes back to really testing out what works. Like I've done videos in the past and it didn't get as much engagement as my posts, but usually I try to have like a balance of both. Like if I'm going to always post, um, infographics do really good here as well because people like to share, um, as well, which I get out of like, you know, engagement. I feel like my posts, I mean, sometimes I forget how many times I go viral because it's, it's always going, but you have to also really test, like, okay, what people want to see. A lot of value, a lot of empowerment, a lot of wins, and you go a long way, regardless of what stage you are in within your career. Like, everyone has something to share. You lost weight or you bought, a, you know, buy your first house. I mean, whatever it is, like, LinkedIn loves that. Ah, okay. So, so what I'm getting from our conversation is – the best things to be posting and sharing, posting and sharing about is one, it depends on your goal, visibility, networking, mm -hmm. or job searching. 
And then you can tailor those things to meet that goal. So use things like infographics, videos, pictures, stories, wins, empowerment, and provide like teach on something provide Absolutely. education on and this something. is where you build a personal brand like again me i'm building that personal brand on linkedin in the sense okay harleni is that social work coach she's always sharing you know empowerment you know just kind of motivational uh career tips i'm very being known by that because people are telling me too so it's really about just kind of like uh, along the lines of what you're sharing and what you're me- you want your message to be like who are you targeting right obviously i've kind of shifted my content to be very generalized as to be only targeted to social workers but when you go to my profile you'll see that I only work with social workers so it's also thinking of kind of like testing it out right I really my message is to everyone right but of course one-on-one I only work with social workers but I've noticed that the message that I want to offer is to everyone right I want to be that especially like I can't stress the being a minority and, you know, women of color, I want to empower those, um, you know, other minorities that feel that they can't, like, you know, have a voice or anything like that. So it always goes back to your goals and what you want to accomplish. Thank I you. I love that, Harleni. You give me all the hey. skills. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we got to be, we got to be each other's voices sometimes, you know, like at the end of the day, like I want other people to see, like, you know, I, I want more co- there to be whether people do career coaching or not, but like, you know, whether you want to sell your own business, like just do whatever it makes you happy. Like, you know, there's no there's no handbook. There's no yeah. guidebook as to what you should do with your degree. So if you're listening, you're currently a student or if you're currently a seasoned social worker, like you're in control. Remember that. Like no one is, you know, you write your own story. I could be here preaching all day. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, This is so, so um, how, so you are, you are coaching right now. Did you want to talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to share. Um, So for those who follow me and for those who don't, I do have my signature group coaching program called Social Work Graduate Academy. And I say signature because starting in the new year, I'm going to be running it multiple times next year. And basically, this is a program not only for new social workers, it's a program designed to help you get clarity on your social work goals, teach you all the marketing tips, that tools that you need to interview with confidence, market yourself on LinkedIn, and just, you know, interview like a boss. And basically, this is my signature, um, you know, group coaching program is a 10 week group coaching program. And actually, enrollment will open up again December 1st to kick off the new year in January. So if any social workers are interested in learning more, definitely reach out to me and I can, you know, further discuss. But this is my baby. I love, love. Um, I, we just finished um, the last um, program of the year like a couple of weeks ago. And I was just so, so happy to see all of my, um, you know, SGA people um, accomplishments. It was just so awesome. It warms my heart. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, awesome. <laughs> because this episode is going to drop in December so as soon as go sign up because absolutely and I really (laughs) thank you no like this I I don't like even though it's enrollment opens December 1st it doesn't start till January 4th so enrollment is going to be you know within 
um, the whole month of December, but definitely spots are limited. Um, I like to make sure it's a very closed, uh, small group just because of my specific support. Um, and, you know, I basically go all in. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So where so, can people find course, you? Of course, I am on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn by my name, Harleni Vasquez. And you can find me on Instagram by my business name, Your Evolved Mind. Connect with me. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I also wanted to mention, which definitely this is going to go in December, but either way, connect with me. I, you know, because it's December, I'm going to be, you know, sharing lots and lots of value, especially on LinkedIn. So you don't want to miss out. <laughs> yes, Woo! I'm going to be there too. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Harleni. As always, it's been a pleasure. And I'll thank see you, you so much for having time. me. Have a great day, Tony. Yes. Bye, Bye girl. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Social Workers Rise. If you are looking to add another stream of income while making massive impact on the world, then I highly recommend creating your own online course. I personally use Kajabi and highly recommend it. They make it super easy to turn what you know into what you do. Click the link in the show notes to get started today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, write a review and give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. Also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Social Workers Rise. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.